0: This turns a man off. Hey, I'm Antje Boyd, founder and creator of the Magnetize Your Man method. And ladies, welcome back today with, of course, guest expert, Dr. John Gray. Hi, Dr. John Gray.
1: Hi, so happy to be with you again.
0: I am so excited for you to illuminate our audience about what is actually happening and what are the big mistakes they're making that keep men at bay, and of course, ladies. So, those of you who don't know Dr. John Gray, which would I be shocked because you'd be living behind, behind I don't know the moon. Like he is of course, written uh, beyond Mars and Venus. Right? This is like a newest Well, book.
1: It, it, I wrote minute from Mars*. Most people are familiar <laughs> that haven't yeah. read it, but they're familiar with it. Now, this is beyond Mars and Venus because men and women have evolved beyond traditional roles. Women are more masculine; men are more feminine. But that actually, if you go too far out of balance, then you, you suffer and you don't end up being in love and having good connection and having better relationships and happiness in your life.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So let's dive right in because the women are sitting at the edge of their seats. Like what? how do they turn men off without even knowing about it?
1: Well, the first step is very quickly why men are drawn to women. And then it becomes obvious what turns men off. What men are drawn to women is anything a woman says or does or doesn't do that will stimulate a hormone in a man called testosterone. Men bond when they're, when they're in a situation, their testosterone levels go up. Like think about sports. Uh, men are so bonded to their sports team, right? The, the guys who are into sports. And that's because when their team is winning, their testosterone goes up. And even when their team loses, they're still bonded to that team. And they're going to think, oh, if you'd only done this, if you only done this. See, they bonded because they're part of that team. And the team is constantly solving problems. You know, often women say men don't have emotions, but watch these guys when they're Watching a football game, you know, (laughs) yes, no, yes, no, oh, bummer, down. So they're bonding that way because in in a game, you've got to do this, you should do that, or what's he going to do now? This is all danger and solution, danger and solution, danger and solution. That helps build testosterone in men. So in a sense, you need to be danger and a solution. Okay, he needs to find a solution to make you happy, (laughs) and when he can't make you happy, when he can't make you happy. Because anytime I'm interacting with my wife or my children or the world, there's always the fear I'll fail. That's the man's biggest, biggest fear. Okay. So the danger is I don't want to fail. So right now in this interview, you know, we want to do this short little interview. I got a lot of things I could say, but the danger is that I can't, I got to find the right things to say. And then I solve the problem. So there's danger and solution. Kabang, my testosterone goes up. I bond. I want to be with you. I like spending time with you. So what Inhibits that is when he doesn't feel there's danger. But, and that means if you're too easy, Mm -hmm. too easy, he's not going to bond with you. And if you're too difficult, he's not going to bond with you because Mm -hmm. the danger is he's now he can't solve. So he gives up. So you need to give him, you need to be a problem that he can solve. (laughs) And when you're a problem that he can't solve, he can't bond with you. Now, we've done other talks where I teach women how to be vulnerable. Vulnerable is letting someone affect you not being vulnerable will turn a man off. Okay, this is the whole thing. When when a man doesn't feel, I can do for you. And this is sort of paradoxical thinking because you think, and this is when you don't understand how men and women are different, you would think if I give him more, if I please him more, he will bond with me. Actually, if you please him, he'll be pleased, but he loses interest in you. Let me say that again, because that's not your reality as a woman, but it's a man's reality. If things are too easy, men take it for granted. If things are too easy, men take it for granted. When there's a challenge, men will go forth. And if I ask your audience of men, what are your greatest moments in life? Is when he overcame a challenge. You know, when I challenge myself, I do all kinds of things to challenge myself. It makes me feel masculine. It makes me feel strong because I overcame. You know, like I jump into my cold pool sometimes. That's a challenge. Now, when the sun's not out, I don't do it. That's too hard of a challenge. (laughs) I need the sunshine afterwards. Okay. I go to the gym. You know, if you give me light weights, I don't leave feeling like Superman. You always have to push a little bit more. So you have to challenge him. You have to have a problem that he solves. So what is the problem men can solve? And we always do that dating. What can I, what do I have to do to get her to like me? What do I have to do? So you don't want to just go like him and go to the man that you like more than he likes you. See, you have to be the challenge. He has to overcome some resistance in you, but to the extent that he can be successful at it. So a turnoff for a man is he takes you on a date and you start complaining about what's wrong with it. Then he feels like, well, I did my best. It wasn't good enough. So he knows if something went wrong, you don't have to point that out to him. But what you can do is always say, well, there was this or where there was that. Well, the steak was the best steak I ever had. And see, men are not like, you know, the old Jewish joke of the of the Jewish mother who says <clears throat> uh, the, she gives his son two ties, a red tie and a blue tie. And the next day he's wearing the red tie. And she goes, what, you didn't like the blue tie? <laughs> that, that's the way women think a lot. <laughs> Guys are like, what? oh, you look great today. I didn't look good yesterday. Oh, your hair looks fantastic. What well, wasn't good the other day. You see, that's women don't, men don't think that way. Men, oh, you did great. Yeah, I, I like it. You know, it's just. So it's always to find something that you can appreciate and minimize the negative any time. The number one thing that turns men off is he feels unsuccessful in providing a level of happiness for you. doesn't have to be the greatest happiness. He just doesn't have to feel like a failure. So you find a way to build him up. Now, this is all part of building self-esteem in children as well. I remember hearing the story of a, a man who was the best bowler in the world. Now, bowling is where you take a ball and you roll it down a pathway and hits the pins and they all fall up. For those who don't know what bowling is. So bowling, a long time ago, bowling didn't have gutters that would catch the ball. If the ball goes too far off to the side, It just would go off to the side. But now they have bowling alleys. They're all automated and they have little gutters. And if it goes too far off, it goes into the gutter. Well, the greatest bowler in the world was asked, why do you think you're so successful at bowling? He said, well, my dad owned the bowling alley and we didn't have all that equipment. We didn't have the gutters. So he'd be on the other end and I would throw the ball to knock down the pins. And if the ball went off to the side, my dad basically would always move a couple of pins so that I always hit something. (laughs) <laughs> See, I did something and I got a reaction. That's why kids are addicted to these games. They do this, they get a reaction, get a reaction, get a reaction. And notice what children and adults are interested in now. They're interested in that, looking for the reaction, looking for the reaction. Women on the other hand, they're all interested in comparing. See, that's what you do, <laughs> always comparing. And of course, what I'll say is comparing is the thief of happiness. But it's there, it's our nature. You know, who's getting this? Who's not getting this? Am I better? Am I not? (laughs) That's all. That's very feminine, whatever. So, but basically, it's challenge and what could I can solve? And men compare in terms of what can he do? Like, what's his car? What's my car? How fast can I go? How fast? You know, I buy a car on zero to 60. And though I never drive that fast, OK, <laughs> but a new car comes out, they go to zero to 60. I had to get my Tesla, which can do it in three seconds. You know, <laughs> it's so ridiculous. I'm never going to drive that way. <laughs> it's totally uncomfortable, but I could. OK, so this is the idea that give the man he's a can do guy. And when you give him the message, he's not a can do guy. And the number one way you turn a man off is by being by being too high maintenance, which by being too offended, the total upset is to be offended. OK, this this, this is a very common thing now. This whole woke community is like, well, I'm outraged that you would say that. How dare you think that way? Why would you be that way? As opposed to let's I'll give you another example of a total turnoff, although this woman's still my friend, but I would never marry her when I have sex with her for sure. But she was a good friend. She still is. And she has me on a pedestal. John Gray, such a great guy. <clears throat> And I went to Saudi Arabia. Now, she's a feminist. And so she thinks Saudi Arabia is the devil and the way they treat women. And they're backward, no no doubt about it. But I was just sharing a story. I was just teaching in Saudi Arabia. I teach around the world. I said, I was so surprised. I went to a restaurant at night because it's hot during the day. It was about 11 o'clock at night. And there were a thousand people at this restaurant out on the desert with tents, open air tents. And nobody—they all had phones, but nobody was using their phones. They were all engaged. They were all talking. I never felt a more social community in my life. Now they have a lot of problems there, but I was saying, but here's one good thing about it—you know—they weren't addicted to their phones, and they were talking. Husbands were talking to their wives. Actually, husbands were talking to the other husbands. Wives were talking to other wives. Kids were talking to other kids. But it was everybody was happy. You know, they're all having a positive experience. So I was—I was picking out the good that I was surprised to see. And she was outraged, offended. How dare you say anything good about that country? So, and literally she would not give up. You know, how you have to admit that you are wrong for saying that. Of course, that's a total turnoff, as opposed to, well, I can see that makes sense. If you want to turn a man on, he's talking and you don't agree or whatever, find something and say, well, you know, it makes sense when you say this, or you're right when you say that, as opposed to, how could you say that? I'm offended by that. I'm upset by that. That's one thing. The next thing is a thing when you say, when a guy's, you're talking and a guy is is interrupting you, we do this. It's a foolish thing. I train men not to do it. He's interrupting you and he's making you wrong. He said, well, you shouldn't be upset about that. Well, that's not a big deal. Or why would you say that? Or that's ridiculous. You know, he doesn't know how offensive that is. And then you feel like you're, then you say the the worst thing you can ever say. Well, you're not listening. (laughs) And you're, you're you're not listening. It's like you somehow feel entitled and ennobled to say you're not listening. As opposed to hmm, just stop talking. Hmm, let me try saying this differently, and he'll listen. Okay, let me try saying this differently, and then and then he might say, well, I disagree completely. Then what you say is hmm. That when you say this and this, that makes sense as opposed to arguing with him. You don't need to argue and you can have different points of view, but we often see arguing is sort of making somebody wrong rather than disagreeing, but also making their point of view correct from their perspective. I can see your experience is this. All right. My experience is this. And what I believe to be true is this. So we want to work on these skills that don't push men away. Giving him the message is that you're incompetent. You're not capable. You're unacceptable, and I have nothing to appreciate you for. <laughs> See, anything that does that, and I gave you a few examples in communication where another turn off is, of course, men will be turned off when a man wants to have sex with you, and, and you say, Don't, I don't wanna go there, he's gonna feel rejected. Anything that rejects a man, So what you do is you should reject him, but you do it in a way that makes him feel successful. You say, you know, this isn't the right time for me. I need to go slow, but I certainly look forward to having great sex with you. I'm I'm really turned on. Then he feels he got his message. You don't have to just comply to everything a man says or does. You can reject it, but you've got to balance it with a little consideration and caring for how he's going to hear what you say. So that's the whole thing. Any message that says to a man that he is a failure in providing a degree of happiness for you is going to be a turnoff for him. And many times you're not aware that when you're complaining about a movie or you're complaining about uh, his car or you're complaining about, oh, we're late, we're late, we're late. Well, I need to say that he knows we're late. (laughs) Those are feelings. That you need to share with you, those feelings you need to share with somebody else as opposed because it's just inappropriate at that moment, unless you want to turn them off uh, a little joke. You can drive around, you can look and you'll see that uh, whenever you see a woman driving her husband around, usually that's because she was a backseat driver, which means that when he did drive, she was Aussie telling him how to drive. And that's called giving unsolicited advice. It's a very annoying thing for a man. Well, how do, I, how do I tell him what I want? I say, well, there's certain things you can't tell him. You just have to accept. If he's going to drive, you let him drive. And if you're going to complain, then you can drive. And so you, <laughs> you <laughs> see, this is what, right. so it's a challenge. All these things are challenges, but you can find solutions. But I let the man solve the problem. So you take it at another time. You can say, you know, honey, when you're driving really fast, I feel uncomfortable. And I know you don't want me to tell you to slow down. And I get that. That's my mistake. I do that all the time. But if I'm uncomfortable, I know you want me to feel comfortable. And, and, you know, we are different. You like speed. I like to be comfort and safe. And so how do I let you know that I'm, I'm feeling uncomfortable? Because I know you want me to be comfortable. And I thought, well, how can I tell her to tell me to slow down? Hmm. Finally, I came up with a solution, but also gave me more compassion for women. It's hard to communicate with men if you don't understand them. But I, the solution I came up with, it worked for 30 years. <laughs> was... I said, whenever you feel uncomfortable in the car, don't speak, just hold the handle. Cause we had a, at that time, BMW, <laughs> just grab the handle. And then I'll slow down. And, you know, I'm a very compassionate, open-minded guy and everything, but somehow it's always annoyance if she would verbally say, slow down. And I analyze it. It's kind of like when you're driving a car, you're, you're having to be safe within, in your mind, but you're in a dangerous situation. The more dangerous you are, you have to feel more in control. And now, she says slow down then my mind has to stop being in control to let her be in control of me and i could be in danger so that's going to cause stress reaction so you have to just understand both points of view and then i realized that actually driving in a way that responded to her needs was great foreplay for sex as long as she knew i was doing it for her so one of the things she didn't like was yellow lights okay i speed up at a yellow light and she slows down okay so when she's in the car See, a lot of men say, I don't want to be controlled in the way I drive. I say, well, you're not being controlled. You've got a thousand ways to drive on your own with other people or by yourself. Drive with her. How about making that an, a romantic opportunity? So basically, it would look like this. Whenever I uh, would be at a yellow light, I'd slow down and stop, even though I could easily go through it. And I put my hand on her thigh and I say, honey, I did that for you. And she says, I know. And I really appreciate that. You see, that became a moment where she's special. I'm giving up my tendency for her That's what makes women feel special. But I wouldn't do that if she didn't also see it as special. If she said, well, you should do that. Well, that's how people should drive. Otherwise you're unsafe. Then I'm not going to do that. Why? What's, what's good about that, but I can do something. You know, she has a different comfort zone. So I'm going to honor your comfort zone and I'm going to be rewarded for it. That's a turn on a turn off would be, you shouldn't, you shouldn't drive through yellow lights. A turnoff would be you're driving too fast or you change lanes too often as opposed to grab the handle and like, oh, okay, I put my hand on her thigh. I used to drive fast just to get the thigh action. I put my hand on her thigh and I say, I slowed down for you, I'm happy to do it. Nothing more wonderful than that I know she's feeling appreciative because she did appreciate it as opposed to being this sort of opinionated, justified person and say, well, you shouldn't drive that fast or you shouldn't go through red lights. So, that would be a turn off. So, those are some examples of giving men unsolicited advice, a big, big turn off.
0: And so, speaking of, of turn on with men, when a man deeply loves you, what are some of the things that he will start saying, right? I hear women say all the time, just sort of the shortcut, you know, how do I know? What does he start saying? What are some indications, green flags?
1: Okay, so that's that's a really, really good issue there. And and the issue is how do I know? Well, there was an old song in the 60s, it's in his kiss. <laughs> First of all, there needs to be a kiss. Sometimes there can be you're dating, and you need to put those lips up close to him like that to give him the opportunity, the message. And men are so much on their female side, which is afraid of rejection. That, that they don't even get the clue, you know, why she's she getting so close to me, or you're looking, you're flirting used to be so easy, now it's not. Uh, the, the guys are just on their male side, you just look at them and you're flirting. And the guy's more on their female side, she's looking at you like, is it, what's wrong with me? <laughs> how do I look today? So we have a, a big challenge here with all this, without a doubt. But how do you know he loves you, cares about you, is interested, you ask him to do things and he does it. And he often does things without you asking, which, by the way, is a romantic myth that if a man loves you, he will do the things you want without you having to ask because right? men just don't know what women need. You have to let go of that idea. And they said, but, but that's what makes me feel so romantic. No, that romantic because it's acknowledging that you're special. Once you get beyond the idea that because men and women are different, we don't really know. But if you ask us and we do it, that means you're special. You see, if you ask and he does it, then you're special. Because if you're not special, you ask, he doesn't do it. And so what you want to do is build up his confidence and his motivation to do more and more for you until his motivation is to basically kneel before you and say, I want to marry you and give you everything (laughs) and and never going to be with anybody else. And you're the number one priority in my life. That's special. That's the foundation of great sex, which is why, again, I tell people monogamy is what allows you to grow in love and sex Uh, because people often go, well, the passion goes away. You need other partners. Yeah, because you don't have the skills to continue communicating to her that she's special. And she doesn't have the skills to give him the opportunity to do things for her that makes her feel special, as opposed to having unrealistic expectations that he should know. So the idea of I love you is something, again, a big need that women have to learn about themselves. Men have to learn about women and that is the need for reassurance is one of my primary needs that I write about in my books that women require and they don't always know what we need i mean think about people who are overweight they think they need all this junk food <laughs> they don't know what they need they need to eat more vegetables and meat or whatever you know not that so we don't always know what we need i mean I think we do but we don't feel what we need and so what i help women is to get to the direction of what do you really need and what you need is reassurance and men have to learn that you need reassurance and men need a different kind of reassurance. But what women need is a reassurance that he loves you. And so, you know, if you were to say to most men, honey, do you love me? He's, well, I'm married to you. What are you talking about? As opposed to recognizing, do you love me? Yes, honey, I love you so much. And sometimes it's scary for a woman to say, do you love me? because men will say that, of course, I love you. Why are you asking? You know, I'm not doing this and this and this. Why would I do that for you? It, it, we, we don't understand that there's a need for reassurance. So from my side as a man, four times a day, I'll say, I love you, or give a hug, a show affection, unsolicited affection, unsolicited hugs. This is it's such a simple thing to do. I wake up, I look for my wife. Let me give you a hug, honey. Mm, I love you so much. Boom, done. Reassurance. Now I'm going to leave, leave me for work now. Just well, where are you? Let me give you a hug. And Those little things keep giving reassurance that she's special because when a woman looks in the mirror and goes, I'm not perfect, she loses it. So words, kind words, kind behaviors, attentiveness, these are things that allow her to come back to remembering who she is in a sense that I am special. I'm worthy of love. I am good enough. I'm safe. He is there for me. And when women don't feel safe that he's there for him. They don't, that's a painful feeling. It's a lie to feel that. So it's painful. So to avoid the pain, what she'll do is seek to earn love and to justify needing love. Say, oh, I'm going to go do this. And therefore there, you should love me. You should love me. See what I did for you. Now you should love me as opposed to just feeling I'm lovable and he loves me, but it doesn't last. It's like a good mood doesn't always last. (laughs) An orgasm doesn't always last, you know, it's there and it's gone. It needs to be again and again and again. Uh, which is why, you know, I teach classes on sex. One of the classes at marsvenus.com is secrets of great sex. Cause when you, for me, an orgasm a week is so essential to come back to experiencing the union that we felt in the beginning. And, and ironically, again, is a big subject, but it's too much sex. to we'll actually take that away. Like if you eat too much food's no longer enjoyable, you always feel I need to eat more and more. It's not good enough. So you get addicted to sex Sex should be, biologically, I'll just throw this in, this is proven for men, sex desire has to do with testosterone levels, right? Motivation to have sex with your partner. If you have low testosterone, you tend to be motivated to have sex with a stranger. That's why it's called addiction to porn, which decreases your ability to want sex with your partner. This is so interesting. Even some people to have sex with their partner, they have to pretend they're somebody else, fantasy, as opposed to actually being turned on to your partner. Say so that you want that. But if you do sex too much, uh, then you, you lose that ability to be turned on your partner. Too much of a good thing is not a good thing. So this is measured and measurable in man's physiology. If he ejaculates in sex and waits six days before he ejaculates in sex again, on the seventh day, his testosterone becomes like a young man. It goes 50% higher. And then it goes back to his baseline, gradually, slowly goes, and then it comes back to 50%, just like you were when you fell in love. So you get that re-experience who doesn't want to reignite those feelings you had in the beginning well first have to have mental intimacy emotional intimacy but you got to bring it to the physical level and once a week is the recipe for lasting passion now when you get older more wise then you can learn more advanced sex but i'm not going to talk about that now but that's where i have sex every day because i don't ejaculate men can be multi-orgasmic just like women and, and if a man can't be multi-orgasmic, it's hard for a woman to be multi-orgasmic as well. But women have much easier time if they feel love. And men have to learn certain techniques that I teach so that you basically you're ready to go anytime and you have no no um, addiction to the pleasure of sex because uh, it, Pleasure is always this, the soul will go, oh, that feels good. But what feels even better is pleasure opens the door to feel love. But what I can share with this for all men listening, sex, the reason, and this is helpful for women too, why men want sex so much is because it's through sex. Nobody has resistance to feeling pleasure. So when this is the most pleasurable part of the body. So when you hold that, just like if I hold my wife, that's very pleasurable for her. She holds that one part of me. That's very pleasurable to me. So we're built to have more pleasure sensors there. So when he feels that pleasure, what's also happening, he's now getting in touch with what he feels. So pleasure is just a doorway to get in touch with what do I feel about this person I'm with? And I love them. I care about them. They're important to me. I devote myself to them. That's where a man can find his heart. So just like women want to feel love, men need sex to find that love. And when women understand that, then they realize sex is not this dirty thing. It can be if it's just for pleasure itself. It'd be just like I'm drinking alcohol and take cocaine. These are all things that throw away your life force as opposed to feeling something to open your heart to someone.
0: Oh, beautiful. Why I, I could I talk to you so much more, Dr. John Gray. So what is uh, what is how is what's the best way for the women to get a hold of you here either on YouTube or of course on your website?
1: Well, the best way is go right to Mars MarsVenus.com. We got a free class that my daughter Lauren and I do together, and it's got workbook that goes, follows it up. It really helps you put this the practice. It's, it's four different courses. One, if you're single, single man, single woman, single uh, couple man, couple woman. And in that course, you can also sneak it. You can do it for the men and do it for the women and then do the man's course. Just say you're a man and you'll get the man's course because then you'll realize what men need to know. See, that's my whole thing is that one of the most important gifts for women is to realize men don't know this stuff because you think if he loves me, he'll do these things (laughs) that we don't know to do them, you know, just because I love you doesn't mean I can operate your computer correctly. I got to learn the language of computers. It's a whole system. And then once you learn it, it's automatic. It's mindless. It just takes time to learn. And men can only learn from a woman. Or another man who's teaching this, but if if he doesn't take my classes, you can teach him in a certain way. And I teach you how to do that. Lauren does that in her course, uh, how to get your me time for women. Me time is how to get what you need. And how do you get what you need from a man? As opposed to always thinking how to give to him, how to get him to give to you, how to get your me time. Also, we have a new class coming out soon, which is called Understanding Men, the problem that solves all problems in relationships we spent a year working on this. My daughter, Lauren, she's her class. I just help her along with it. And it's beyond anything I could do on my own. So it would just help so many people. Also, if you're interested in getting some training on how to get in touch with your emotions and feelings and understanding them, we have Mars Venus coaches, Mars Venus coaches, and their first one is free. So you get a sense of what it's like. You go to marsvenuscoaching.com. That's not at my website, marsvenus.com. Marsvenus.com, there's blogs and so forth. And, and I've talked a lot today. The ideas come from beyond Mars and Venus, how women can come back to their female side and, and suddenly begin to fall in love again, again and again and again.
0: Oh, Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for blessing us with your presence today, Dr. John Gray. And for the ladies, I'll talk to you next time. Take thank care. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.